0: Ryan Horvath, P.J. Glasser with you here tonight on Thursday evening. The return of the NBA from the All-Star break. We had 12 games tonight. A couple of them did not go our way. We kind of hate the NBA right now. We got some college hoops. Really excited for this Saturday slate. P.J. and myself will be back tomorrow night, 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. We'll break it all down for you. We already got a bonus bet for you. At least P.J. does. You got to check his show out tomorrow as well. And uh, it's the Kentucky Wildcats. And I Indeed. also like Kentucky. And anytime Peach fades Alabama, you know it's the right side. Because I know you hate betting against your team, PJ. You know, it's emotional for you, right?
1: That I do. That I do. But we had Florida yesterday. I told you live, just watching that game. I'm like, Florida's going to hang around. They might win this thing. They almost did. I like them plus eight and a half. We cashed that. We were in Vegas. I told you I liked Auburn against them. And uh, Auburn won that game by 20 points. So, Bama just has not been able to beat a good team this year away from home. And I just think it's a terrible spot for them against Kentucky. He's coming off a loss to LSU. The Cats have lost three straight games at Rupp Arena. Like, Kentucky losing three straight games at home is just like, it's, I mean, it's unfathomable. Like, it's just insane. So, Bama's got two losses this season in SEC play at Tennessee and at Auburn. Like, they just lose these kind of games. And uh, I think they'll lose again on Saturday. So, yeah, again, we'll see what the what the spread is when the yeah. game drops tomorrow. I can't wait to see what the total is, too. Like, we were talking about that with Brad Evans. That total might be, like, 178-170. I mean, it's going to be insane. So can't wait for that.
0: Yeah, I can't wait to watch that game, man. I can't wait to just sit back Saturday and watch some college hoops. Earlier tonight, Purdue bounces back from – uh, disappointing loss that I didn't think was so disappointing PJ profited on it so I was excited for him but they beat up on Rutgers tonight I almost thought about betting Ruck. that's when you know it's not your night man I knew Purdue was going to bounce back and win at home but I almost grabbed Rutgers at 15 and a half and it closed at 14 and a half and they lost 96 to 68 the total went over 140 and a half um, FAU did cover for me thank God 80 to 70 they covered as 6 and a half point favorites Total went under, 153.5. And And, I don't want to jinx it, but you're looking pretty good with Minnesota. There's a minute 25 to go. They have an 11-point lead, 81-70 over Ohio State, who's coming off that win. Good call on that one, by the way. Uh, Still to come tonight, also actually really quick, Northwestern did come back and take the lead at the half, 37-34 over Michigan. They're 8.5-point favorites on the live line. And then we got Stanford one hour away. I'm trying to talk myself out of this, Peej. It might be a big bet on Stanford tonight. One and a half point favorites against the Oregon Ducks. Stanford 12 and 13 this season. The Ducks 17 and 8. Totals 150 and a half. I don't know if I could get there, though. What do you think? All right, let me ask you this. Let's say I'm going to stay up. I'm going to watch some college hoops. and I want a little action. Maybe some big action. Who would you rather bet tonight? Stanford? Or Washington State now that they're at twelve and a half. Opened at eleven and a half. They're twelve and a half on the road at Arizona. Arizona's the better team, but I mean how much better are they? Both of these teams are twenty win teams already. Do you think twelve and a half's a little inflated? Who would you rather bet?
1: It's a good question. If I had to bet the game Neither? I think I'd take Washington State. Yeah, I really don't like the side at all. I do. I, I okay. kind of am leaning towards the under. And I got to tell you, I might end up pulling the trigger because we're at halftime of the Nuggets game. Our boy Jokic has 10 points, 14 rebounds, 9 assists. Horvat, we no need way. one more assist. We need one more assist. That's all we need, one more assist. The problem is they're up by like 25 at halftime. So he's yeah. probably not playing the fourth quarter. But uh, as long as Jokic can get us that one assist, we'll be chilling. So we'll get some money from Jokic. Minnesota. Hopefully can cash that and uh, get me some money as well. And yeah. then, man, I just... Arizona, I think the way you beat them, again, is is th- these teams like Washington State that plays at this slow pace. Like, what fast pace – that's how Tony Bennett and Virginia have just made a living, and that's why they're so good year after year, is because of that pack line defense, their slow pace. That's how Wisconsin wins games. So that's how you compete with some of these top-tier teams. That would be the way I would lean is Wazoo plus the points. But I, I like that under at 115.5 because even though Arizona can score – they also can defend really well. And then Washington State just plays at such a slow pace. So I think 150 is uh, is too many points. That's the way I'd lean. Stanford, Oregon, you know, you, you've been talking about this game all show. You might be kind of getting me to jump on Stanford with you. I just – I can't do it, Ryan. I can't. It would be the only side I could take because I'm with you. I see a game like this, the records of these two teams. Like it could only be Stanford in the game, but um, I'm not betting it.
0: I'm going to throw, because I'm a wild man, all right? $100, I'll go a little p- rear parlay. Nobody else do this, of course, but I'm going to. Stanford, minus one, Washington State, plus 13, both minus 110. Throw throw a little hundred on that, Peach. Why not? We'll get two to one odds on it, and then I'm going to bet both separate, just for a little late night action, responsibly, of course. Uh, in the NBA tonight... Um, not looking good for our Clippers, Page. The Thunder no. might be the real deal. Again, this is the regular season. Obviously, it means absolutely nothing, let's be honest. But right now, the Thunder up 115-99, 340 to go in that game. And, uh, yeah, man, it's it hasn't been. It, that might not have been the right call. Kawhi has 20 points on 9-13 of shooting. Norm Powell has 19 points on 7-12 shooting in that game. But SGA, who's plus 250 right now, to win MVP, has 28 points on 11 of 18 shooting, seven assists, four rebounds, just two turnovers in the game. Chet has 17 and 10 tonight. Dort has 19 and three. Josh Giddy, by the way, two assists. So two assists away uh, from cash in for, for Dan's over three and a, three and a half assist prop. Uh, also right now the Bulls getting blown out of course, 122, 105 to the Boston Celtics. Pelicans, even without Brandon Ingram, up 113.87 on the Rockets. Dude, the Wizards are so bad. 72-51, like you said. Jokic right there for the triple-double. That's going to pay you out, plus 150. And, wow, the Hornets are actually beating the Jazz right now, 53-46. Two more games to go tonight. Are you going to talk yourself into the Lakers at 6.5? is going to go. LeBron obviously out. Warriors, 6.5-point favorites. The only thing that scares me, man, Warriors playing really good basketball right now yeah no i um, I was thinking about maybe playing some warriors futures not to win the finals but at least to make the playoffs
1: ryan after after the nets and the clippers tonight there's just no chance i'm betting away i'm you just gotta promise me then I'm not gonna bet any more NBA after tonight. All right, we got March Madness coming up. I can't, I can't be losing any more money. We got some big golf tournaments coming up in Florida. I just no more NBA unless we get a matchup like Jokic against the Wizards again, and I can, you know, triple double and all that. I, I'm good. I'm good.
0: I'm gonna add one, one more prop. All right, I'm gonna go over to the uh, Spurs and Kings, and I'm not gonna bet the side. I'm not gonna bet the total. Uh, It's Spurs 11-point dogs. That seems about right, man. I mean, like, are the Kings going to get up for this game right out of the break? We'll see. Total 243.5. Actually, the Kings not having an all-star game, uh, having a participant in the all-star game. If we want to go narrative bet, Peach, they might be pissed off, and they're playing the Spurs. Um, I'm going to play a prop. I'm going to go Keegan Murray under 14.5 points. Seems a little high. It's minus 105 to the under for Keegan Murray. I'm going to play that really quickly and uh probably leave it at that for 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 now you, you know i just i'm with you on the nba though currently
1: <laughs> it's nights you like know? this that really just make you just hate it even more so i can't it, when playoff time comes around and everybody's trying and all the stars are playing then that's one thing but for these games I mean, again, like, we're out of the All-Star break. LeBron's not even playing tonight. The Lakers need to win games to get out of the play-in. It's like, I mean, what are we doing?
0: It's brutal, man. All right, I want to talk a little NFL with you really quickly here. Austin Eckler. I know, as a Baltimore Ravens fan, you guys love your old washed-up running backs. (laughs) Eckler's not that washed, though. Do you think, like, where do you think he ends up, Austin Eckler, after last season, where... I I don't think there's any chance that the Chargers are going to use the franchise tag on him again. You know Mm -hmm. Harbaugh is going to want a strong run game, but how crazy will it be if Harbaugh ends up getting Blake Corum in, like, the second or third third round? Like, you know that that's going to be what he wants to do. I I know he has Justin Herbert, but I think, like, year one, year two for the Chargers, it's not going to be, like, MVP numbers for Herbert. I think it's going to be about, like, establishing the run game, fixing up that defense. Which, that was the craziest thing about the Chargers, right? They spent all that money on Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, who they drafted, JC Jackson, who, when they bring him in from New England's a top three corner in the league. He was a disaster there. They have Derwin James, they have Asante Samuel. Like, they were stacked, and Brandon Staley was supposed to be this defensive whiz, but he wasn't a defensive whiz when he wasn't working with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. That was the issue. So he was a mess. So I think that's what Harbaugh's goal is going to be. Like, fix up the trenches, obviously. But I don't think that there's any chance that they bring Austin Eckler back. I think that they, the first couple of years, like I said, try to establish the run game. Because I, don't, I also don't think that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are both back. And I don't even know who the wide receiver number one is going to be. Maybe Malik Nabors because they have the fifth overall pick. But do you think there's any chance that the Ravens would throw money at Austin Eckler, or do you think it is Derrick Henry? Because Derrick Henry's the favorite to be a Baltimore Raven. We kind of hit on this the other night. But who do you you think, like, would fit better in that offense? Because I really want, when Keaton Mitchell comes back, I want him to be running back number one. He was averaging, like, seven yards per carry.
1: Oh, Keaton was awesome. He was awesome. I agree. I think they would more so go after Derek. That's who I would place a bet on. I think he fits better because you're right. Keaton Mitchell's in the back of their minds, and they want that speed-power combo, right? So Eckler's more of a receiving back. They got Justice Hill to do that. I really don't understand why the Ravens are the favorites. To me... The team that's kind of intriguing is the Bengals because there have been talks that Mixon might not be coming back. I think they use the franchise tag on T. Higgins. Maybe they throw a couple million at Eckler to come in and be the running back. Um, I think Eckler and Cincinnati make some sense. Like these other teams with Philadelphia. I know Swift is a free agent. I mean, is Eckler gonna be a good fit in Philly? I don't really think so. Chicago, Denver. I mean, we know that Sean Payton likes his running backs, but they got Javante there as their one. Do they bring in Eckler as a complimentary? I don't think so. I think if Eckler goes to Cincinnati, like that would be his best chance to get running back one opportunities. I know they found Chase Brown towards the end of the year out of Illinois, and he's kind of like an Austin Eckler, just more faster. See, that's the problem with Eckler, man, is like he is a bruising back, but he's not the biggest guy, obviously, right? And he's a good receiver and it's like these other teams that are favored to like land him i mean i i don't know does he go to minnesota 14 to 1 we'll see if kingsbury was you still head- the teams. Mm-hmm. i think the north teams would be stupid to throw money at austin eckler to be honest
0: especially the bears the bears have all that cap space and yeah. they're going to draft caleb williams and they're going to get I don't know what they're going to get in return for Justin Fields. You know, I don't know. Is Atlanta going to give up a first-round pick? Are they going to give up an early second-round pick? Uh, we'll wait and see. You know, is there going to be a bidding war? You know, are the Raiders going to come in? Because, like, what are the Raiders going to do in this draft? Are they going to try to move up, maybe, and get a Jaden Daniels? Is J- J.J. McCarthy is going to be a top-12 pick. So, I could see him going to Minnesota. That's, that's where this is going to get really interesting, man, is then, like, what does Minnesota do, and where does Kirk Cousins end up? Austin Eckler probably goes to a team that's stupid and throws a bunch of money at a running back. You know, Derrick Henry probably does end up a Baltimore Raven because they've been flirting with each other for like... And I love that fit. And Derrick Henry still has some good football, man. And if he doesn't have to be the every down back and you do get Mitchell back, I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens there. Um, I wouldn't even hate... I mean, J.K. Dobbins, these injuries are just ridiculous. But I wouldn't hate seeing him get another shot. I hate seeing dudes lose their jobs because of injuries. But... Kirk Cousins, that's also going to be fascinating. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. I know that you said, you know, if he goes back to Minnesota, especially with the way the defense played for Brian Flores last year, where they were a top 10 defense, you know, Minnesota could be scary. And um, Jefferson Jefferson's probably the best wide receiver in the league. And Jordan Addison was freaking awesome last year as a rookie. He's probably only going to get better. And TJ Hawkinson's obviously great. But I don't know, man. I don't know if they bring back Kirk. I could see them drafting J.J. McCarthy or you know, maybe Bo Nix, who knows, and just going with a rookie and starting over and just kind of blowing that thing up. And then where does Kirk Cousins end up? I, that's what I want to see. I don't want to see him, like, with the Raiders. I, I really don't, because I think the Raiders need to go young. They have to stop doing that. Like, throwing, like, bringing in Jimmy Garoppolo, and I get it was a contract that you were able to get off of right away, but that was dumb. I would have rather just drafted Aiden O'Connell which they did, and then like saw what you could get from him, which they did the second half of the season. But you would have saved some money not paying Jimmy Garoppolo, you know. But they got to stop doing that. I would love to see Kirk Cousins go somewhere where he could win, and then we find out like can Kirk Cousins win in this league? Because I always hated that narrative that he can't. I mean, the primetime stuff was funny for a while, but. I mean, you go back even to the playoff loss to the Giants, man. He wasn't the reason that they lost that game. The past defense right. was the reason they lost that game two years ago in the playoffs. So I was looking at a CBS uh, thing right here where Kirk Cousins, they have is the number one rated free agent, even over Chris Jones. So we'll see where he ends up. Take a quick break. When we come back, we'll hit some NBA scores. We got some previews coming up as well. It's BetMGM MGM Tonight. Ryan Horvath, PJ Glasser with you here on a Thursday night. Let the conversation continue with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Page, Ryan Horvat, PJ Glasser, BetMGM tonight. Is that a triple-double for Jokic? You ready, Page? Plus 150.
1: 1030 to go in the third quarter, Horvat. Look at our guy. I mean, just when I saw that matchup against the Wizards in a plus 150, I mean, come on absolutely yeah. love that gotta love you it was man
0: it was a great bet uh he gave absolutely as most did zero effort in the all-star game him and luca were p- pretty much like playing patty cake with one another one time on a trip back on defense uh that was a good call and it was plus 150 for a reason for a triple double for Jokic and he gets it in the third quarter and uh, man, that's a blowout. 75-56, Nuggets over the Wizards. Nuggets at home in Denver, 22 and a half point favorites. Live total right now, 234 and a half. The Rockets also getting blown out right now by the Pelicans, who don't have Brandon Ingram. Doesn't really matter. They're 13 and a half point favorites on the live line. They're up 113.98. Live total sitting there, 229 and a half. The Jazz losing to the Hornets at the half, 56-52. Terrence Mann, zero assists, page We need Terrence Mann to get get it, get going get facilitating man the, uh the boat rocker the
1: what's man. that i said the boat Harris rocker man. yeah the
0: boat rocker also boat right rocker. now your uh your boys Shout out. the warriors up 14 11 on the lakers spurs down 16 to 11 to the kings uh northwestern at home up 51 44 on michigan probably good i stayed away and then beginning in 37 minutes i've talked myself into a couple things here I'm gonna take Washington State at 12 and a half against Arizona. 220 win teams. Arizona has the home court advantage. Like you said, I think this is gonna be a lower scoring game. Not gonna touch the total at 150 and a half, but really small. I'm gonna play Washington State, and I did it. I'm playing the uh, Geeks from Stanford. Give me the Fighting uh, Christian McCaffrey's minus 120 on the money line against Oregon. Total 150 and a half. I know Brad Evans came out and said that he thinks it's going to be a high-scoring game up and down. I kind of like the under in this game, and I think that correlates with Stanford winning this game, Peach. So I'm also going to go under really small 150 and a half.
1: Ooh.
0: And, uh, yeah, say a prayer for me. Just just, just well, cheer see, me on Now,
1: tonight. Horvath, this is the problem with gambling. You know, I got a little pep in my step after that Jokic Yo, triple-dub and – you're out here firing off bets on Stanford and Arizona. I feel like I need some Pac-12 after dark action. You, you gotta know? have something, man. I mean, what else? I got am I gonna it. Do All here? right. So tell me, of the three bets, which one should I take? Should I take the under in Wazoo Arizona, the under in, or of the four, or should I take Stanford, the under in Wazoo Arizona, or Wazoo plus the points? I feel like I should either take the under or Stanford. I feel like we got to get ugly and we got to go with Stanford,
0: man. We got to bet the 11-win team favored over the 17-win team. It's just, like, I don't make the rule. I don't like the rule. I hate it because who who, who was it in college football that one year that just kept burning us like every th- – oh, Coastal Carolina. Not, not you. It was me. Every Thursday night, for whatever reason, I would bet against Coastal Carolina on their goofy-ass <laughs> field. And Grayson McCall would go out there. Looking like Ryan Leaf at Washington State back in 97. You know, 400 yards, 100 on the ground. And I'd be like, oh, this is a bad bet. Why the hell were they favored? But no, in college hoops, it's just a rule, man. You know, 70% of the time, it works every time. Give me Stanford. Give me Stanford. All right.
1: I'm, I'm in. I'm in. The, Cardinal. the Cardinal. Cardinal money Cardinal line minus Stanford. 120. We ride. I kind of want to take that wazoo Arizona under, man. I just, I take don't it. No, no, you only I can't. live once. Gotta quit when you're ahead, Horvat. Got dance dude. like
0: no one's watching or whatever the saying oh. is, you know? No, I, I mean, I'm with you. You're a
1: terrible, you know. you're a terrible influence. If I, if
0: Usu- we, usually I'm a good influence, but I'm just delirious, you know, after football season. You and I have been on the air every single day, and, uh, like what I want to watch both games gotta have a little action on it I mean I could easily just watch without having any action but like I said Creighton was a big winner got a little house money to play with and I and I do feel good about these I I feel uh, all right about Stanford I don't know I I, I kind I I of do like Stanford
1: too yeah Stanford I mean those are the kind of bets that you and I make in our sleep like we make that play 11 out of 10 times and live with the results so I'm yeah. good with that the Wazoo under is kind of just, like, a feeling that I have. Like, I'm with you. I kind of lean towards them with the points, and I feel like that would probably correlate with the under. Like, is Wazoo covering an 85-73 game against Arizona? Probably not. Like, if they cover the spread, it's probably 75-63 to or something like that. So, I'll, uh, yeah, I'll ride with you with Stanford. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We will see what
0: happens. Really quick – i gotta call an audible like with all this like dion colorado stuff and the shador stuff um just because we were talking about the pac-12 and it's now the death of the pac-12 how bad is colorado gonna be this season on a quick side note football i'm talking i think it's gonna be a mess again this year man remember when everybody was so hyped up after they beat tcu in nebraska i do man and this isn't like i just i yeah i don't think dion's gonna get it done in colorado in colorado I think it's going to be a mess this season. I think it's going to be worse this season than it was last season. Like, the beginning of the season, I don't think we're going to get that. I think they'll beat up in the non-con schedule, of the cupcakes, and and I don't think it's going to be a good transition for Dion. I really don't. We'll see what he could do in, like, a year or two. But, yeah, I think it's going to be a mess. Are, are you think it's going though, to be different
1: this year? The thing, though, is their non-conference schedule, like, is not that easy. So, you got North Dakota State. You open up against North them at Dakota. home. You should win that game. But, like, we both know, North Dakota State's an absolute powerhouse. They're a monster. Or that could be tricky. Then yeah. you go back-to-back back at Nebraska and at Colorado State, right? You're to a Matt rule. They're going to be pissed off about how that game went last year. Lincoln, as we know, tough place to play. That'll be rocking, tricky. And then Colorado State should have beaten them last year in Boulder. Now they get them in Fort Collins. That'll be tricky, man. Then after that, you got to play Baylor at home and then go to Orlando and play at UCF. I mean it's 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 a tough schedule for for the buffs to open up the year man so to your point like they were so hot to start the year um it's yeah. probably it, you know it's probably best for them that those games start the season but it's gonna be tricky
0: yeah it is man you brought up matt rule um i think nebraska is gonna be good this year history at least tells you that nebraska is gonna be good this year because everywhere matt rule goes yeah it's always about building culture year one he never cares about winning, and then year two they always win like nine to ten games. I don't know that he's going to be able to do that at Nebraska, but I definitely am going to look at their win total. I can't wait for win totals. I mean, right now futures can't, are up. when do they come out? When do win totals?
1: Air. When do win totals come so, out? So, so
0: like you could like depending where you're looking, pretty soon, like within like two and a half three months, there'll be some win totals. They come out earlier than ever because I remember not getting to win totals. I would always take my one trip like my one big summer trip to Las Vegas, I used to go four times a year. March Madness, always first week. You leave on Wednesday, and then you come home on Monday. Like my buddies would leave on Sunday. I'd be like, you guys are crazy. You got to watch the Sunday games. You got to watch that opening weekend. And then you go home on Monday, super hungover. And then you get two days to recover before you get more games. You go back to work and whatnot. But um, I would always go in August, and I would get in my contests, and then I would bet like a bunch of win totals. Now I can't do that because by that time, like all these win totals are completely butchered. Like remember like Colorado opened up and they were like where were they? They were like four and a half and they closed at like three and a half or something like that. I mean some yep. of these win totals just get like absolutely crushed. So I mean, probably June, July, I would be on the lookout, uh, to get like most of your bets that you really want in. But uh I can't wait, man. You can get like game of the year stuff right now. I mean we were in right. it on that one. They've been obviously you tired. We, I was uh, going to say. We got to bet. We, we bet Georgia right now. I mean, Tyler Morales, you better you bet. I mean, he was on that right away. and, uh, and yeah Yeah, I jumped on that. That was a good call. I don't know how that I feel on. about that, though, man, because Kalen DeBoer has been doing a ton of media this week. um, And I kind of – I feel like they might be good right away. I don't know that it's I, – I know they lost a bunch of dudes, but I just think he's a really damn good coach.
1: Like, he is. Look,
0: look what he did at Washington, man. And, like – like let's not pretend like like you know he takes over this program and Michael Penix is like Caleb Williams at the time you know what I mean or like Michael Penix finished his career when Michael Penix was at Indiana he couldn't stay healthy like he was never able to stay in the pocket so we didn't know he had that arm right he was awesome he really was
1: he was good my fear with Bama Ryan is the schedule man see and here's the thing that nobody talks about with Saban whenever we all go through a schedule right and like we're gonna do this on our show everybody's gonna do this on every show you preview these teams and you go win win loss win every game that you think bama should win and on paper looks like they will win under saban they always won those games right now without saban like you look at all these games and all of a sudden like A home game against South Carolina or Missouri all of a sudden, like, isn't a sure thing, whereas under Saban it wouldn't be. That game week three at Wisconsin, which looked like it would be tough, but with Saban, like, you feel good. Now all of a sudden, that game's going to be tricky. Then they play Georgia at home. They're at Tennessee, at LSU, at Oklahoma. And then they get Auburn at home in the Iron Bowl, and under Saban, like... Unless it's Cam Newton, Bam always beats Auburn at home in the Iron Bowl. Now, I don't know all of a sudden. So that's, to me, where it gets interesting. Because Washington, even though they did go undefeated last year until the national championship game, there were a lot of close calls, right? At Oregon State, home against Wazoo in the Apple Cup. They played Arizona State really tough. Stanford was a close game. Like, they were just a team of destiny. They found a way to win all those close games. But obviously, it could be a different thing this year, especially when you get into the SEC and everybody's good. So I've been going back and forth with my buddies on these. We all think they're going to lose to Tennessee. Like, we're all convinced too. That that's going to be a loss. Nico's going to be really good this year for the Vols. And Knoxville, and Neyland's such a tough place to play. think they lose that game. I think they're going to lose to LSU. LSU, to me, is such a fascinating team this year. You were just talking about Matt Rule and kind of year two is when he gets going. I mean, you know as well as anybody, year three under Brian Kelly is usually like really good. Go look at what he did with Cincinnati. Notre Dame went to the natty in year three. So what does LSU do in year three under Brian Kelly? Because year one- Hopefully plays in C- defense, Peach no, that's the thing. Year one under Brian Kelly at LSU, they went to the SEC West, they went to the championship game. They won the SEC West. Last year, obviously took a step back. Defense was putrid. Now they lose Jaden Daniels. Their receivers are still going to be really good, even though they're losing Thomas and Neighbors. But you said it. Like, that defense, dude, you got to replace Jaden Daniels. The schedule's going to be tough. I I am... LSU, I think, is the team coming into this year that I am the most torn on because they don't have Daniels anymore. That defense, I can't see getting that much better overnight. And, like, it's year three under Brian Kelly. Like, history tells us that they should be really good this year. I just don't know if I can get there. So... Bama I'm not as optimistic as other people nine and a half feels about right I think they win nine games LSU man I mean where are you on them like how do you feel about them
0: I say I mean you broke it down I mean I could see them being a 10 to 12 win team I could see them in the college football playoff especially now that it's expanded but I could also see them winning eight nine games because that defense was historically bad you know what I mean like I still like the guys that they're bringing back on the offensive side of the ball what worries me man Is more like system and culture because like look at the guys that they had it wasn't like they were running a bunch of scrubs out there they were all four star five star guys Harold Perkins I knew they were screwed week one against Florida State when you have one of the better pass rushers like the one thing he should be doing is chasing down the quarterback and instead they were dropping him back in coverage I was like oh no no that is not the way to do it man it was like watching Alex Grinch at USC like you watch those two teams the first three weeks of the season and if you had futures you, th- you should have just thrown them in the fire because you got to play some defense even in the Pac-12 and uh, especially in the SEC RIP to the Pac-12 I would argue I- I've never been more excited for a college football season even growing up man we oh, get the NCAA football game back 2025 bunch of announcements True. we saw the trailer we see Travis Hunter is going to be in the game I don't care about any of that but I'm jacked <laughs> and college football's it's not even college football anymore. It's it's really the minor leagues now to the NFL. Who the hell is going to class anymore? Let me ask you that, number one, except for the nerds at Northwestern um, <laughs> and, and Stanford, of course, and that's why they can't win a damn game the last four or five since Andrew Luck and Kobe Fleener were on campus. And then, I mean, everything's so much different now, man. Like, you just keep forgetting, like, oh, my God, USC's in the Big Ten now. Everything has changed. As a Notre Dame fan, I should feel great because every year they're going to be in the playoff because they won't join a conference. Although their schedule is always tough now, too, man. Um, luckily, the new AD comes in because whatever the hell that was last year was just insane. That gauntlet that they ran for five weeks of oh all those top God. teams after Ohio yeah. State, Clemson. Like, you, give uh, your team I'm a so buy excited for this year, man. It's going to be crazy.
1: I can't wait. Ryan, I gotta tell you, I'm talking myself into an LSU team total over. They don't have to play Texas or Georgia this year. They get Bama and Ole Miss and Oklahoma at home. They're at Florida, at AM, and at South Carolina. I think they win two of those three games, man. Their non-conference is UCLA, no more Chip Kelly, USC and Vegas, no more Caleb Williams. I look. I know they don't got Jaden Daniels anymore. Nussmeyer certainly isn't Jaden Daniels, and that defense won't be good. He's good, though. Nine and a half. LSU can't. You think they lose three games with that schedule, man? Ole Miss, Bama, and Oklahoma at home? I think I'm going over on LSU.
0: Ole Miss Ole Miss is kind of. I want Lane to do it so nah, bad. No, I, I can't, can't
1: get there. That. I can't get there. All right.
0: We'll wrap up the show. Actually, I'm going back to my roots. I'll tell you my national championship pick, and then we'll hit on all the college games, NBA games for tomorrow as well. BetMGM Tonight, Ryan Horvath, PJ Glass. We're back with BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvath, Bet MGM Tonight, we'll get to some NBA scores. We'll of course get to some college basketball scores. But I told you, PJ, the team that uh, I'm buying into this season again in college football. Now I know we got the conference realignment, the conference change, and the Pac-12 is dead. Can you give we me? Can team...
1: you give me a multiple choice? Can you give me a multiple choice? I want to try and guess of three teams. Can you give me a multiple choice?
0: Yeah, I will. Okay, so so no hint.
1: <laughs> no Just hint. Three Just give me three, three teams. Give me three teams with one of the teams being who you like, and I'm going to try and guess okay. what the team is. All right. Go ahead.
0: The Clemson, the Clemson Tigers. Uh-huh. All right. The Ohio State Buckeyes with a new okay. offense. Yep. Or the two Utes, the Utah
1: Utes. Oh. All right, now your clue was I'm going back to my roots. Now, I know how much you love you some Kyle Whittingham, and Cam Rising's back. Arizona's not going to be as good now in the Big 12 because Jed Fish is gone, and you got a good price on Utah. Utah's like 80 to 1. Now, Ohio State did a lot of good things in the portal. They got Junkins. They got Caleb Downs. But I don't think you trust Ryan Day. We were all over Clemson last year. I don't think you're going back to the well one more time. I'm going to say Ryan Horvath's team in 2024 is going to be the boys out in Salt Lake City.
0: You're damn right it is. Like you Come said. Come on. Uh, I had a feeling. The most underrated head coach in the country.
1: I'm going back Agreed. to my
0: roots because year one on this here show, year one with BetMGM as show sponsor, I did a bunch of content. And all I kept talking about, and it wasn't the best price in the world, but it was plus 260. It was Utah to win the Pac-12. And remember, it didn't start out very good. Cam Rising was all beat up, kind of the story of his career at Utah. But when he's healthy, he's awesome. He's back. Keithy's going to be back. You know they're always going to have a top 10 defense. Last year, the defense was actually down. I mean, they were just so beat up, man. They had guys playing both ways. It was like watching my high school football team in 2005 all over again. Um, But this year, they should be healthy. Listen to this schedule, all right? They open up August 29th against Southern Utah. Dub. All right. Then they play Baylor. Dub. Then it's Utah State, the fighting Jordan loves. Dub. Oklahoma State's always tough, but that's a loss for Oklahoma State. Like you said, Arizona, I don't expect them to be as good this year. That game in Utah, okay? Then they're on the road against Arizona State. Terrible dub. football team. Dub. All right? Then they get TCU at home at rice eccles again top uh, 10 tough place to play in the country very underrated yeah. then they travel on the road to houston that might be a sneaky game october twenty-six, but i'm gonna favor utah then they get byu at home salt lake city rice eccles stadium after that they get those frauds colorado on the road <laughs> dub they might win that game by 80 then after that they get <laughs> iowa state the fighting matt campbells you know how i feel about matt campbell but they get that game in Salt Lake City, Royce Eccles Stadium, with Cam Rising, hopefully healthy, and Keith the dub. Then after that, they close out their season page against Central Florida. On the road against Central Florida. Again, a sneaky game. And again, like if I'm buying into a team's future, I think a sneaky team actually in the Big Twelve is UCF, to be honest. Now, we gotta remember too, Utah goes over to the Big Twelve. Gone is Texas and Oklahoma. Last year, we played all the Texas and Oklahoma futures because there was nobody freaking else in the conference, right? Like TCU off the bat loses to Colorado. They're both gone. The heavyweights are gone. Utah never belonged in the Pac-12. They're a tough physical team. They're good in the trenches. And now they get their quarterback back, who I think is a legit Heisman candidate as well, again, if he's able to stay healthy. And, like, let's not forget, Cam Rising actually could have probably came back last year around, like, week five, week six, but said, screw it. I'm going to use my medical red shirt year and i'm going to come back when we you know join a new conference that's a pretty i'm not going to say cupcake schedule i like them and i also like futures for central florida like in three years because nil money you get to recruit from that pipeline in florida and kids don't have to pay taxes so if you're making three million or two million you don't have to pay any of that back in central florida you know like the big 12 there isn't really a dominant team but this year all in on utah the 80s are gone 66 to 1 to win the national championship and again we get the expanded playoff man so you'll have plenty of hedging opportunities but that's a good price good head coach great home field advantage and every year they have a dominant defense and they're gonna get their dudes back this year and they're freaking six-year seniors like cam Rising's the new van wilder man so i'm going back to my roots with the utes what do you think Paige?
1: Horvat, you sold me. When we get off the show, I'm betting the Utes 66-1. to That schedule, hey, they might Dude, go that's undefeated. Scheduled. Come on now. They, they right. might go undefeated. The only game that worries me is Oklahoma State at the beginning of the year. Here's yeah. why I love the Utah bet, though. Let everybody in the SEC, let everybody in the Big Ten beat the crap out of each other. Let's have Utah just run this cakewalk because of the 12-team playoff. Utah is going to finish with such a good record. They're going to get one of those top four seeds. They're going to get a bye, which is huge, right? And then say they get a bye, and then say that their game in the quarterfinals is against, like, Ole Miss. I'll take my chances with the Utes. I'll take my chances oh, yeah. with Whittingham against Kiffin. All oh, we yes. need with the 66-1 to ticket is for Utah to get to the semis and then we got our chances to hedge. And who knows what could happen. Then we could get a situation where they could play like a Florida State who's on their third string quarterback, right? You don't know. We just need them to get in the dance. I See, that's why I love the expanded playoff because it gives value for teams like Utah who are going to play in conferences nowhere near as good as the SEC and the Big Ten. And because all those teams are going to end up having like two losses and Utah might run the table. They're going to be a top four team, even though they might not be one of the top four, they're going to end up being that way. If you win your league, you get an automatic bid. I think they're going to be one of the top four teams, Ryan. I think they're, I I love it. They're going to get a buy. I'm in. I'm in on the Utes. You sold me. I also like Kansas State as another flyer at 100 to one. Because neither of those teams play each other, which is great. I think that's going to end up being the Big 12 championship game is going to be K-State yeah. and Utah. And if you want a sleeper this year for the Heisman Trophy, that Avery Johnson kid, he played in the oh, bowl awesome. game for K-State. Oh, yeah. dude. that Like, yeah. that's the kind of kid that wins the Heisman. With that dual threat ability, I, I'm i all in on Utah at 66-1, K-State 100-1, to 1, and then Avery Johnson Heisman Trophy futures too. Yeah. Those are my teams. I think the Big 12 is the conference to attack because the conference champion is guaranteed an auto bid, and I think it's going to be one of those two. So if you're guaranteed a bid, like, why not take a 66-1 to and a 100-1? Horvath, I say we bet some Utah and we bet some K-State. You know we love our Chris Kleiman. Chris Kleiman's the man, great coach, and he's got a great quarterback now. I'm all in. Yeah. I'm all, you and saw, that's why, I'm in.
0: And like you said, that's why that's so important too. Like with the committee coming out there and we're talking about the Power 5 schools and the auto buy. I mean, that's why that's so big. That's why that news was huge yes. because I was like, damn, imagine if the Pac-12 was still around. I would just bet some Utah or USC and then it clicked. And I was like, oh, we got the big 12 though that we could take advantage of. And I like that look. I love Avery Johnson as well, man. Because like last year with Will Howard, they were doing the thing where they would swap him out and i was like no 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 i just want to see more avery johnson and now it's his show and really quick going back to utah let's say even cam rising isn't 100% or maybe he can't go all 12 games they went 8 and 5 the pac 12 last year was the best year i would argue of pack 12 football utah went 8 and 5 and still went 6 and 1 at home they struggled on the road a little bit 2 and 3 but they went 8 and 5 with a pig farmer as their quarterback bro so like <laughs> In the man. Big 12, I think they're going to be all right with that
1: schedule. I agree. Yeah. I can't wait, man. I for uh, I for, can't wait. I you mean, get me all fired up now. I'm going to place a bet that I won't be able to cash for like 10 months, and I can't wait. Good call. I know. I know. Good call but that's what, on that's the what I do.
0: That's what I do in college football. Good, um, good But I will call read some NBA scores use. for people that like that too as well. Right now, what, what if I were to tell you that the Washington Wizards were down uh, 105 to 83? Would
1: you buy that? yeah i absolutely would what's our boy Jokic doing this triple double ryan he's got 17 points 13 assists and 19 rebounds i mean god bless him he's eight for eight from the field like he he can't even miss against the wizards that's how bad they are
0: you can't get more efficient he does have three turnovers there uh though so he doesn't get my mvp vote. that goes to jason tatum i discovered tonight 25 to 1 if anybody out there wants to get weird luke at 8 to 1 also a nice little look the Jazz come back. They're up 87-85 on the Hornets. They're four-and-a-half-point favorites on the live line. Kings up 54-49 on the Spurs. And the uh, Lakers and the Warriors, second quarter, it's early, 37-34. Not a whole lot going on in college basketball. Tomorrow night, though, we'll get you guys all set for the weekend. We got a ton of top 25 matchups that we're going to talk about. on uh, college hoops right now, we got Northwestern up huge on Michigan. Good thing I stayed away from that. Is Jawan Howard going to make it to next season, man? Seventy-two fifty-five.
1: I don't think so.
0: I don't he think shouldn't.
1: so, man. No, he really shouldn't. They are awful. They're awful. And that's a great job. I mean, Michigan. Michigan's a really yeah. good job. I think they're living off the high, still a football, obviously. So he's kind of getting a pass, and it's flying under the radar for how bad they are. I don't think he's back. I. You no, know who they should I hire? Don't.
0: Connor Stallions. Just that's have them go one. there. Hi, <laughs> right, man. That's when you know it's that's time for word. bed. Oregon, uh, Stanford coming up in eight minutes, so there is no going to bed. We're getting weird tonight. I'm all over Stanford. Probably too big. I really hope they don't lose by forty because this really doesn't make any sense. Stanford, twelve and thirteen this season. Oregon, seventeen and eight. I will say this though, like, Oregon or Stanford, I should say at home has like owned Oregon. Um, so. Th- that maybe is baked into this number right I-, I don't know man i mean stanford's a game below 500 they just lost to washington state they've stanford's lost four of their last five games and they're one and a half point favorites that's crazy they're also 20 20- 20. they're 255th in offensive turnover rate and 336 in offensive rebounding rate as i look at the metrics Yeah, I think they win. Stanford's winning this game. I'm not nervous about it. Stanford, one-and-a-half-point favorites against the Ducks. All right, Peach, we're back tomorrow night, 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Wake up early with the Daily Tip. Chelsea Messenger, Michael Jenkins, 6 to 9. BetQL Daily after that. And then, of course, You Better You Bet, Nick and Ken. No, it's us, Peach. One team, one dream. BetQL Network. Watch us on Twitch. Watch us on YouTube. You missed anything, check out the podcast, BetMGM Tonight, wherever you find your podcasts. Go Stanford. Go Cardinals. Go Christian McCaffrey. Go Kobe Fleener. Go Andrew Luck. Go Barry Sanders Jr. Go, go, go Blake Martinez, anybody that went to Stanford, the Lopez brothers. Get it done tonight. That's a wrap. Another show is in the books. We'll be right back here tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern for the next winning edition of BetMGM Tonight.